What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Tactical Chinwag Podcast. I am your host, Luke Jillings, aka Original Human on YouTube, and today I am joined by the legendary, the legendary JT. <laughs> How's it going, mate? Uh, great. I guess, I guess, depending if it's if it's sandwich eating legends, then yes, that's that's me. <laughs> it can be. It can be. <laughs> How you been? Oh, great, great. Just uh, you know, kind of. Uh, once all this stuff went down, this was kind of the first time that all of us like didn't have to travel for every week. Yeah. So yeah. we got to kind of start to dip back into projects that have been pushed and pushed and pushed because of schedules and everything like that. So the last couple of months have been pretty, pretty exciting in the aspect of just getting to stay home and, and, and write and work on the things that, that, you know, kind of bigger scale things that we've been wanting to do. Yeah. It seems like, everything just got put on hold, which is fine. It's nice to kind of just relax and, and have that kind of stillness in your life for a little bit. But then now that things are like coming out the other end of it, like things are even quicker now, aren't they? Like everything's ramping up. Projects are starting for myself as well. Life yeah. is just incredibly busy, like incredibly busy. Oh yeah. 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 It's been, it's been wild. But again, like uh, you're going to see some, some things come out, you know, Matt's putting something out in October that Ooh. he's been working on for eight months. So you're going to see why. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, that should be cool. Your videos are amazing. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny how we kind of got introduced to each other, how I just randomly reacted to one of the videos, one of your videos, and then you just popped onto my stream. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, oh, here we go. And then we got Honestly, on the Honestly, the, the streams have been uh, way faster to get a hold of people than anything else and that's that's kind of helped a lot you know i've been i've been our business development guy for black rifle and article 15 you know we recently closed article 15 but black rifle so like i'm generally one of the people one of the 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 main people that is reaching out to new new guys and girls that are doing things in different spaces you know influencer wise and stuff like that but it, it takes forever like sometimes mm. to like like you've got to like like you ever heard the story of how we became friends with Charlie classic. Like I kept jumping on his Instagram lives and just harassing him yeah. until he finally, like I would say the most ridiculous stuff and he finally reacted to it. And I'm like, check your DMS. I've been trying to get a hold of you. And then that was five years ago. And you know, we've made 50 videos with Charlie classic since then. <laughs> it does take, it does take that persistence. I, I actually, uh, there's a famous, um, former SAS lad over in in the UK who does this show called SAS Who's There's Wins, and uh, I wanted to get him on, but like I DM'd him, and again, DMs are just like over. Even my DMs are overrun now, and it's craziness. But I uh, I got together my group of people on Discord and was like, I'm gonna comment on this picture. All of you just hound it, hound this picture, and get all of it, and uh, hopefully he'll contact. And he did. He did eventually contact me because of that. But you kind of need that's, to. That's awesome. <laughs> you need to be a little bit uh, more persistent, don't you? But the streams, yeah, you've been you've been streaming now, and I guess this is thanks to the whole lockdown. Is people have been online more and and yeah. streaming and kind of getting into that strange world of twitch which is weird it's isn't a it? different one man it's it's been fun studying it because it's you know something new uh matt and eli have kind of really hit this the stream thing hard like mm -hmm. i have everything to do it and i do it kind of when i feel like it but you know when you're doing two to four podcasts a week 
getting on camera again for one to five hours, it's kind of, it, it, it really does become a job. Where yeah, it's it like, does. even though it's fun, it's like, oh, I'm not feeling it tonight. <laughs> yeah. And it's way more draining than you expect. Like being yeah. in front of the camera just drains you sometimes and like interacting and having that high energy. Sometimes you just need to like relax a little bit after a day's work, you know? Yeah, when you have to entertain. You have like, to entertain, yeah. And with me coming from a podcast world and not the Twitch world, I'm not used to, even though that I, I've seen the Twitch audience is okay if you just hone in on the game and play play your game. Like, yeah. but for me, if there's a camera on me and I could see myself and there's people chatting, like I have to, I have to be all animated and on. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm robbing them if I'm just quiet and sitting there playing. <laughs> this is in your blood, now, though. You've been doing, you've been doing, you've been in front of the camera for quite some time now, haven't you? Like, it's you, almost I've... ten years that's a long time mate that's a long time <laughs> i was watching the uh like the intro video on uh, black rifle coffee company's youtube of like you know like how you kind of came about and and uh the whole like getting the payout from the military and buying camera equipment and then just kind of like going from there and just building from there it's, it's pretty inspirational mate that's a pretty inspirational story right there <laughs> well thanks i mean it was uh i kind of started i i mean i always moonlighted when i was in the military i mean it started back by the time i got all my training done and i was good to go around 2005 time uh is when i started working for a body a body armor company uh just helping design like i i helped put their website together for them and do graphics and things like that but then at the same time i was constantly wearing these carriers and switching them around and oh this isn't comfortable this doesn't work here what if we tried this like so I did that for a little while. And then that kind of is what having to, to lead up their kind of art department around from 2005 to 2007 ish is what's pushed me into Photoshop so heavily. Oh, and okay. then the foot being a heavy compositor and like layout designer, I, I kept getting frustrated with the images that were supplied to me to do these things like hey i have specific things that i just need for design elements you know just basic stuff like i just need front on half of someone's head you know in gear or something like this so i can put it on the left side of the the graphic and like oh yeah. this would look good here so that's when i started pushing into photography and learning like advanced like like strobe photography and then and then all while that's going on i'm I love video editing. I've been video editing since I was 14. So right. So you've been doing this for a long time. I mean, was you was you doing all this while still in the military as well then? Mm -hmm. That must be crazy because life in the military, you're not you do have times where you sit down and you do nothing for quite some time, but for, uh, you've got to get up and move in the click of a finger sometimes. Well, so how, was, yeah. How, how did the, how did no, how did the logist how did that logistically work then if you're in the military and you're moving around and doing things but then you also have all these crazy projects as well well every everywhere that i would go you know i would network the city somehow with what i was doing like one of the the first things when i moved from florida because i was in florida for four years so i had a really good network of people in the music scene and the video scene and the photo scene uh and then i upped and got uh, PCS to, to El Paso. And it was okay. like, okay, well, I don't have all the, the assets that I had in Florida. So I need to, you know, how can I do that quickly? So I'm not hindered by this. And, uh, 
we started a fake news team called Channel 275 Action News. We started, we, we, we graphics wrapped this van and we dressed up like Anchorman guys and we just started rolling around <laughs> town like acting, acting stupid. But it worked like that got me in with the the big radio station in El Paso, which then wow. the radio station has all the the main restaurants and kind of attractions that are all advertising with them. So they were using me for different things like that. Like we did this, uh, we did this these these like ten food challenges in El Paso at ten different restaurants. Like so, we did a bunch of fun stuff. And then I met Matt in uh 2013 and like he was still deploying too so he was mm. i mean our schedule when we created article 15 was you know i would get up super early it would be you know eight hours ahead and in whatever country he was in like i would we would chat on the drive because my drive into the base was about 40 minutes so we'd have a call then at lunch I would check in on messenger and we would be kind of going over artwork or designs or things like that. And then the second I would get home, it was straight to the office and work until midnight. Wow. Busy. I mean, that work ethic must come from the military though in itself. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I know I'm busy as well. Like school, I'm still at school. I'm still at university. I've got a kid being born next month <laughs> i've got another kid right now thank you so i'm busy as well but i think a lot of people are surprised by that but it's 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 not surprising when you meet other people in the military that have that same kind of work ethic and it's, it's so drilled into you from a young age well also too and it's it's fun you know both jobs were fun like yeah. i really enjoyed being a tacti like i liked my squadron i liked the people that were there and then i get home and i get to do something completely different that's all creative based so it's it was a very good balance yeah yeah so how did that how did that go how did that transition from um being in the military and and having all the like these other odd jobs with the with the um body armor and stuff how did this transition into black rifle coffee company and to what it is now which is like this powerhouse not only selling coffee but on youtube as well for videos how did it how did that like how did that you know come to fruition well uh, so Matt and I, you know, we really, really dove deep in social media study. Uh, when I had met Matt, I had been, I was about two and a half years into just wrapping my head around Facebook, like in its, in its entirety of, of how things go viral, why things go viral, what are characteristics of, of videos or skits or sketches that are going to get shared what you know um and and when i had met matt i was managing like three or four different facebook pages that had over a quarter of a million followers so it was like and and i was around in this realm before facebook went public and actually started the filtering of reach uh mm. so you would have to pay for it but i mean there was times you know i remember posting a photo of a plenty of fish date I was on on one of the Facebook pages and 10 minutes later it had 70,000 comments because back then it went to all half a million of the followers feeds instantly and the behavior of people back then that followed a page felt like they had to engage with it if it posted like right. now we're very accustomed to just scrolling through ignoring uh, occasionally like like now to get a comment it's 15 times harder than it was back in 2011 2012 right like, because of behavior like right. it, it, the culture has just changed so when i met matt 
you know, he really clung on kind of the data side of things with me. I mean, you're talking back in the day, like we had these huge spreadsheets and trackers and like we, we're able to predict view count to like the 500th, the first 24 hours, the first 48 hours, the first 72 hours. Like I have all these spreadsheets of, okay, here's what day we're posting. Here's what time we're posting. We should be hitting these milestones by this wow. time frame. And then, and then circling back around with, okay, how many people did that bring to the article 15 website? Now, how many people are checking out of the article 15 website? Okay. This type of video did way better than this type of video, this type of video, even though it didn't show, you know, there was a video that we had only a hundred thousand views on, but we had almost 10,000 sales attributed. So 10% of the people that watched that, that one video, yeah went turned around went to the store and checked out so it was like we were playing a lot of these these like study it was it was like studying like trial and error like let's let's try this okay and then we would we would write down what what our thoughts were after you know do a little after action yeah and go from there well then that led us into meeting evan and uh you know i i flew out to salt lake matt was deployed and met evan for the first time him and i were he was living in park city we went to high west distillery and started drinking and by the middle of the night it was like why don't we start our own whiskey company like evan, <laughs> yeah evan was uh was just separating from contracting in the in the air national guard or the the national guard uh and he was starting a new business and uh, like again just was very fascinated with all this knowledge and data i had about what social media was doing right and right so we jumped in and both Matt and I jumped in to help Evan with his first business, Twisterate, which then uh, became Ready Man. Uh, and so we were going out to Utah a lot, both shooting content for Ready Man, but then turning around and shooting it for Art15 and stuff like that. And right. it was uh, it was the end of the summer of 2014. Evan starts telling us, like, you know, coffee has been my my passion and fascination, you know my whole adult life. Like I I've always roasted coffee. I've got this book that I have all these, these different roast profiles that I've come up with. I've ordered beans from all over the world. He's talking to us about all this coffee. And this wow. 2014, man, there's no, there was no coffee, you know, other than, than some here and there Starbucks. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. There was no tactical coffee. There was no, like, like he, right. he was like, I think this could be, and you know, he was, he kept, he kept really talking about the subscription. You know, I have this dream of a subscription model with where coffee, you know, you just, you just pick what you want and it just, you know, auto ships to you. You don't have to do anything. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he's like, well, what do you think? Can we, can we run a coffee for art 15 for black Friday? And we're like, yeah, do it. So he gets with, with one of my uh, old business partners and, and real good friends, Gary Stevens, who's our uh, creative director now at black rifle. So, Okay. A lot of the des designs and stuff that you see are coming from Gary, uh, from the art side. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they come up with this bag, Dark Roasted Freedom, and we <laughs> shot this freedom. video around it called Operators vs. Grinch. Okay. And we interdict the Grinch driving a Corvette with the helicopter, and that's our ad for the coffee. Who came up with that idea? Who came up with the idea oh, of the Matt. Grinch? Yeah. <laughs> It was Matt. 
that's hilarious the coffee did really well like it it pretty much sold out like almost immediately and then the feedback started coming in of hey this i bought this because i thought the bag was cool but this is actually really good coffee and like because evan you know actually had it had it roasted for this for order like and it was all fresh and it was his roast profile that he created and it was just yeah that's awesome. So I have a convic- confession. I've never drank a cup of coffee in my life. Being oh, super British, being super British. So I plan on getting some of your coffee and uh, testing it on my Twitch stream live and seeing what I think. I'll probably be wired. I'll probably be absolutely I, wired. I think you should. I think we should elevate this because if you've never had a cup of coffee, yeah. your first cup of coffee could be from Evan himself. That would be cool. Like if Evan made like some special and it's like, this is your first one. Like, yeah. Yeah, because the I only mean, thing the only thing that I kind of think of coffee is my dad drinks coffee. He drinks it black with nothing in it. And it's like the instant coffee, the cheapest brand at the store that you can get. And that's what I attri- like, I remember tasting it once or twice and being like, what is, what's this? This is horrific. Because it was like the worst of the worst. And he still drinks it. So like, <laughs> that's, that's my only impression I've had of coffee. So if I drink something uh, from you guys, you know, this could be... It's going to be, it's gonna be different. It could be different, yeah, but, but most likely going to be extremely different. So that would be kind of cool to get on video and see and see how I react to that. I would love that. Yeah, that would be cool. We should do that at some point. We should do that. <laughs> um, so going back to the whole military stuff, um, when you were filming and you're still in, still in the military, did you get any like kind of pushback from the military? Because I know in England, if you post like anything on social media, if you're in the military, especially the Royal Marines in England, if you post anything on social media, videos or anything like that, you... It might not happen as much these days, but back when I was in, you would get a lot of like, oh, look at this idiot posting stuff on social media. Oh, what are you doing? You know, being silly and well, all that lot. Yeah, it was it was different because like this time frame, nobody did this. There wasn't Instagram wasn't around. Right. So right. when I would put together, like when we would go on a trip for training or something like that, and I would put together an edit of us doing cool things and then loading that on like Facebook yeah. or YouTube, the guys were like, whoa, that's really cool because it it's new. It's yeah. not there's no stigma. Normal. Yeah. There's no, it's yeah. not as normal as it is now where it was like, oh, and also, you know, I've focused my efforts on recruiting for TACP. So everything I was making really made it look really it, it made us look good. And then it and it was getting, you know, a lot of of awareness out there from people that didn't know the Air Force had jobs like this yeah that's cool Uh, so i never caught flack because they all liked a lot of the stuff i wasn't doing a lot of funny stuff back then it was more uh kind of geared towards recruiting oh that's cool then so it was kind of like more easing into it there wasn't many people giving stigma about yeah because i remember like instagram just kind of started when i was leaving like right as i was leaving i just started and i remember a few people kind of posting things here and there they got so much stick just like oh i posted selfies and posting stuff in your grass it's so silly you know you shouldn't be doing stuff like that and um i know when i started the youtube it kind of gave me a little bit of like anxiety like should i be posting this stuff am i going to get people from the marines like contact me being like hey don't do stuff like that you know and i've had to kind of just go off on my own and just do it you know i'm just kind of <laughs> kind of get inspiration from you guys even though my content's completely different get inspiration from a few others and just kind of go ahead but now you guys are like 
the, I, I would guarantee that a lot of people in the military know who you guys are and they pretty much all watch your content, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. It is really funny. And it always, it, it, well, what, what's, what's really interesting is our, our demographic is, is, is much older. Oh, okay. So like, it's, it's funny. Like you, you ask 18, 19 year old, brand new military kids, what you think would, would be all up to date about us. They have no clue, but the first sergeant and the commander and all the platoon sergeants, they all know because, and I think that's because, you know, I got out at 15 years, you know, Matt did, did over 11 combining his contracting time in and Evan did almost 18. So our humor and the jokes that we have, that we put out are, are, are not at a private level. Like it's a, like a mid to upper tier NCO level of, of, of things that we're making fun of. So obviously that would they would reflect on that yeah yeah and do you think that's do you think that's something that will change do you think you're going to try and reach out to younger people when it comes to that stuff or do you think you're just going to keep going with what, what's working right now like us specifically we're going to keep going like we're you know you're going to see the content kind of cadence slow down yeah. where it won't be as much little stuff but you're going to get big long and really nicely produced pieces like Mm -hmm. you know uh i'm working on a show right now that's almost like a tv show format two of them actually so you've got free range aviation which is like dirty jobs with micro except i go around and 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 look at these really cool planes and stuff with aviation and fly them with the pilots and talk about their stories and things like that so we're going to be studying you know all aviation and then the other show is called nommed and it's a 1990 style sitcom it's 24 minutes in length an episode and it takes place in a fire base in vietnam in 1967 me and jack are 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 kind of stuck at this fire base so it's it's kind of like cheers or, or friends yeah. where it's like it's centered around one location that you never really leave and it's all just really funny dialogue and situations and stuff like that nice and is that getting is that going to be on youtube or are you trying to like dish that out to anyone no, or just keep it on youtube yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I know my my audience is really young, especially with the whole Twitch situation. I feel like Twitch is such a new thing with with the audience, and I know you guys are probably you're probably recruiting a lot of young people just through, you know, the Twitch streams. Because I've I've I tell people oh, I've, I've been Twitch streaming, and a lot of people are like, I have no idea what that is, unless you, <laughs> unless they're really young, and they're like, oh yeah, I get that, I get that. So in a way, you're probably kind of reaching there, but it's not intended in a way either, you know? Yeah, so Matt and Eli are definitely the Twitch masters. They're on a set yeah. schedule, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. They yeah. go for a few hours of time. They know they have all their, you know, they, it's very entertaining because we've filmed a bunch of assets for the streams that we can cut to and things like that. So it's pretty fun. That's uh, awesome. And... And yeah, they're pushing, they're pushing into that space. And like, that's kind of where we're all at, you know, Evans, Evans handling outdoor hunting with Logan. Like they're, they're going to really focus a lot of their content around fishing and hunting trips, being outdoors, camping, hiking, all that stuff. I've got aviation, Matt and Eli's got gaming. Yeah. That's awesome. And you think that's just stemmed just because of the lockdown? Do you think that'll carry on after lockdown or do you think it's going to? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is kind of like how we look at like, okay, we're moving forward now. Like we got, we've, we, we've established ourselves in the military and the, and the law enforcement and first responder space. Like 
now where do we want to go from here? It was kind of like, you know, Evan just said, Hey, what does everybody want to do? I'm like, I, I want to become a pilot. Yeah. So, okay. Wrap, wrap your content and all the stuff that you're doing around that yeah. and, and, and hang out over there because that's a good market to push into. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, so you, so you mentioned to me that you have like a ranch down in Texas yeah. You've got a bunch of different stuff down there. What what have you got down there? What like what what can you get going down so there? So the the ranch is uh you know you've you've definitely seen it in a lot of videos. It's where we right. filmed the Hollow Veterans versus Halloween and everything. It's on eighteen hundred acres. Uh, it's about fifteen minutes from where me and Matt live. I'm I'm at my house. Matt lives a few miles away, so we're kind of yeah. right close to we get together. I mean, how many acres did you say again? 1800 1800 that's that's 15 minutes away from everyone right like that's a lot of that's a lot of land right there <laughs> and uh the ranch house sleeps about 45 people like it's mm -hmm. got a, it's got a whole bunkhouse too so there's a bunch of bunk beds so that's funny and that's we've awesome. got our own our own shooting range carved out on there where you saw the uh fourth of july seal was filmed out there okay um and then there's a river a pool uh and just a lot of land to hang out on so a bunch of fun, basically. Like it's like yeah. the fun house place. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Do you have like all like? Is this the place to go when there's a zombie apocalypse? Is this where all the weapons are? Is this where the fifty cals are and that's, the mini guns? A decent amount are. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible, man. That's incredible. I'll definitely have to come visit at some point. So, um, what projects have you got going apart from the TV things? Because I think I maybe heard. I don't know if I'm correct by saying this, and and I'm, and you can quote me if I'm wrong. But did you say you were writing a a book? Am I wrong by saying this? I kind of heard it on another podcast uh, briefly. I'm not like, yes, you've heard that. Like I had, I, I got about halfway through one. It was, it was very specific and it's funny. It's, yeah. it, it's about dating. Okay. Um, and getting to the halfway mark, I kind of want to change the format. So I might go back and just start it again. I mean, I, I definitely will eventually do my biography that's called when I grow up. <laughs> yeah do it do it i'd read it mate i'd read it because i'm kind of the one that does always end up in these crazy situations and stuff like this so i have these crazy stories that span for days and days and days and uh it definitely would love to to do something like that someday yeah so you've you've when you say when i grow up you've wanted to do this what you're doing right now all your life then basically yeah that's incredible, <laughs> mate. That's incredible. And did, so did you have two different visions of like your future? Did you have like the military kind of wanting to go into the military and, and be the best of the best, but also kind of want to do uh, video editing as well? How like did you have these two directions and you didn't know where to go and they just eventually kind of merged or was it just? Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was like I I considered myself super lucky to have the job that I did in in the Air Force. And then I knew that that was kind of carrying me to where, because for me, like what my end goals for cinema for me was I was going to be okay with just being a gaffer, like for, for Hollywood, like for big movies. And that's just a light guy. Like mm -hmm. to me, that was cool. Hey, if I'm setting up lights for the new Terminator or Batman or whatever, yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome to me. Like, then you look at how this actually played out. I starred in a movie. I've helped direct movies. Like, like now I'm like, okay, I, my, my goals were way lower than what actually turned out. Yeah. Yeah. So now uh, you've starred in movies, you've directed in movies, like apart from making these TV shows here and there, like what, like what else could you do? Like what else, what other boxes could you tick? 
I, like, I really, I really do want to get my pilot's license and, and mm -hmm. like, I mean, and I want to go the whole, the whole route. I want to get commercial rated and everything like that because eventually wow. I want my friends to be like, Hey, can you come pick me up and take me somewhere? Yeah, I can do that. Just, <laughs> just fly over there and get them. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So, um, and then, yeah. like you said, maybe do the book. Uh, yeah. But I mean, right now it's these two shows, you know, because I want to push myself even further to a way more professional format. And these yeah. are two very challenging formats. It's I'm yeah. going, I'm going 90s sitcom and I'm going like actual uh, nonfiction, you know, docu form entertaining TV show. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well. well and are you, are you acting and directing all of this? Yeah. That's a lot of work, man. That's a lot of work. That's pretty, pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. So, um, when are you, are you just now that the quarantine's over? Are you just starting to plan that logistically, or is this something that's already been kind of thought out for quite some time? So, uh, Nomd uh, that I'm creating with Jack Mandeville. It's uh, the first episode's completely written. We've gone through the script. We actually did a test shoot. We've built the set, so I have a full blown Vietnam fire base built here at my house <laughs> that's amazing um, and uh we're just waiting for the weather here so we're we're looking to shoot in probably late october okay. because it's just for us to be standing out there in uniforms and stuff all day it's miserable and yeah everybody's sweaty and kind of cranky and things like that i'll wait till it cools down and then we can all do that and then the uh the flying show i'm i'm hoping to to film the first episode within the next three weeks. Oh, wow. That's soon. Yeah. That's soon. And where do you plan so, on going? Because obviously you're going to have to travel around. And Yeah. The first episode, I'm going out to California to a company that's doing some things that are hard to even fathom. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I'm excited to watch them, man. I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, but yeah, directing and acting and setting up all the, the studio, that's... That's a lot of work, man, to be doing on yourself. I'm getting, obviously you have a team with you, you know, helping you out, I'm sure. But that's a lot yes. of work. That's a lot of work. Um what's the what's the time frame? What's the like, you know, um you you're going out, you're you're doing all these different like going to different places and filming and stuff. Do you have like a set schedule for all this? You're like, I'll film like ten episodes of this and then I'll go out and I'll film like, you know, I'll travel and do ten episodes of this, or do you just do like one by one or like how how do you logistically how do you do that? Well, for, we'll take both of these. So like for the flying show for free range aviation, like we're, we're going to use episode one as our test phase. So okay. we we're traveling to it. We have, you know, three days to shoot. And then as soon as we get back from shooting, we'll go into editing and start the stopwatch. And mm. the second we're happy with the product, I'll go, okay, how long did that take us? Do we need buffer anywhere? And then I can make a schedule for that and just a lot that chunk of time for the team to work on one of these. Cause I'm thinking one of these a month will come out is what I'm trying. Okay. And then with Nobbed though, we built the set here on site. So there's no movement of gear and people and equipment. And mm -hmm. I think after we get the pilot done, if it does well and people like it and they say, we want more of these, then Jack and I will sit down and write two to four of them and shoot out all four you know, simultaneously, like in sequence and then go into editing and then maybe release all four at once or trickle one out a month, things like right. that. But again, I mean, this is, 
it's super it's long form so these are 24 minute scripted edited pieces yeah i'm interested to see how how kind of the audience reacts to that today because they're not really used to it anymore everything's quick everything is quick especially especially on youtube as well if you don't grab someone's attention like instantly like they they drift away real quick so yeah i can i, I get exactly what you mean and i i feel like this is going to be the type of show that is really going to like stick with an audience and it's going to be one of them things that grows really popular with word of mouth you know like people are going to be like hey have you seen this new show by you know black rifle coffee company and I think I think it's going to be. All, I'm going to watch it anyway. I don't know about anyone. I'm going to watch it. Um, tell me about the the flight license. How what is the how do you even go about getting a license to fly? Oh, I mean, you start by taking. I mean, nowadays you can take the course on on over the internet. Like take your ground your ground school and your ground test, which that's just teaching you the the fundamentals of flight like uh, you know and airspace and airspace division you know i have an understanding of that coming from a jtac right. background um so i just have to take my ground test and then the second i take my ground test i start going up with an instructor and logging the hours while he puts me through different lessons that i do right there with hands-on and then right. once you get 40 hours you know, that's the minimum for you to take your test. You can take your check ride and yeah. get signed off. And then from there you go to the advanced schools like instrument rating, commercial, and then you look at your CFI, CFII. Wow. That's good. Instructors. Yeah, that that would be cool though when it's it's like an investment in there. As soon as you've done it though, you can you can do whatever you want. You know, I do have a teaching degree coming from a um instructor in the military. So once right. I, I get into the CFI stuff, like then I can go and teach people how to do it that'd be awesome have like a little school or something do you plan on making videos about your actual journey that's um, going to be the b story inside free range aviation so ooh. your main your main story when you watch one of those episodes is about the guest and where we're going and what we're going to fly and why we're going to fly it where where it comes from and things like that and then every episode will have an update of where i'm at on my path to becoming an actual pilot that's really cool. Are you planning on flying anything military or is it just strictly oh, yeah. you are? That's <laughs> awesome. Mate, I'm excited for this. So you've got approval for quite a few cool things. <laughs> nice. So when when we say flying, this is plane only, no helicopter or anything like that or No, helicopters too. I you do the I whole... actually have way more hours in a helicopter flying than I do in a yeah. plane. I've probably got yeah. maybe 4 or 5 in a fixed wing and maybe wow. close to 70 in a rotor. Right. And did you, you learn that in the mil in the military, right? Can you, no. you didn't learn that in the military. Oh, okay. Okay. It was my friend, uh, pilot X lives right down the road in El Paso. And, you know, he is a collector of helicopters and, uh, you know, been flying them for 35 years. Wow. And he was just like, he asked me and Matt, like the first a couple times we hung out who wants to learn how to fly and that was like i'm good with just riding i'm like I don't know. <laughs> so what's what's the craziest thing you flown? what's the weirdest craziest thing you've flown and i've flown a h1 cobra wow. uh i've flown an f16 uh d <laughs> model i've flown a british strike master uh, wow 107 i believe or 127 wow uh, so how did yeah. how did that happen <laughs> how did just, that happen or is this is this allowed to be said online <laughs> like how oh, did that yeah, happen? Yeah, yeah. okay I mean, uh, the the cobra was it's a it's a privately owned cobra from a uh, an air museum okay uh, like a, a warbird museum and they brought it down 
for some stuff we were doing with nine line apparel and uh we filmed some videos with it and jumped in the front seat and and took just it took for off a spin. no big deal just took it <laughs> off no, yeah you make it sound like you're just going for a ride on a little motorbike or something. Oh, you got the pilot behind you <laughs> uh, it was it was pretty weird in the cobra because the front seat stick is on the right and not center and that's kind of odd for a helicopter to okay be flying like a, yeah you like completely a... out my league here but it sounds awesome it sounds awesome you done any like loops or anything any flips or oh is that a no-go is that like not complete... in the cobra but okay. in the in the f-16 and in the strike master yeah we did quite a few okay that's so cool man that must be so weird to be like yeah i'm just gonna get in the helicopter and just fly it no big deal practiced it a few times like <laughs> So wait, wait, when you get your license, where do you plan on, like you say you just want to be able to pick up your friends. Do you plan on doing like some sort, it'd be cool to do some sort of like cool trip, like across the country, maybe even around the planet or something bizarre. Is, is that something that you'd love to I do? I mean, things become real different once you, once you start flying, because it's like, there are so many little airports out there. Plus like if you get something like a 172 or a 182, gas is not that expensive. And you start realizing like two hours of your two hours of a flight and you're in another state, like yeah, land at a, at a small airport, go camp somewhere and then keep hopping all around. You know, you could, you could do a whole loop of the country in you know, 15 days, like that's incredible. And be, so yeah, that I, I think that's kind of the direction I'm going for just on a personal level to have fun is yeah. I, I want to be able to, you know, you live all the way up in Maine. And right. Yeah. yeah. But if, you know, you're like, Hey, I have this idea for a video. It's like, okay, I'll be there by eight o'clock tonight. Can you imagine? That's so bizarre, isn't it? I mean, that's a great, it's a great, like, it's a great thing to be able to do. It's, it, especially in a country like the U S like obviously growing up in England, anywhere is like a four hour drive. Like you can get anywhere in the country in four hours, but like in the U S like I was up North in Northern Maine and it took four hours to get out of state. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like never mind, get out of the, out of the country. So yeah, man, having that flight would be so cool. Especially I know, I know around here, there's like loads of tiny little airports and stuff that you could just probably just, you know, plop down and land and camp for the night. Oh mate, that's the dream. You're getting so me fun. hyped. I want to do this. Now. I want to get my license. I don't think my wife will be very happy with me. Be like, oh, I'm just going to go get my pilot's license. No big deal. <laughs> Say it's for content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's everything now. Everything's like, yeah, it's for the, it's for the channel. Yeah. It's... <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible so do you plan on collecting like any sort of aircrafts yourself as well you said your mates collected do you plan on buying a few or do you just want to borrow stuff yeah, or? i mean i, I definitely want to have one that's for travel uh yeah. but i mean you know hopefully like evan's gonna be getting his license as well so i mean at that point once you start kind of making friends in this realm yeah i don't see far-fetched for me going in with a couple people or somebody and getting a nice big plane that, that, you know, yeah. can really, you know, do 900, you know, miles in one leg. Like, yeah, why not? That would be cool. Yeah. That would be incredible. So you're that guy in the movies when, when something's happening and they're like jumping a plane and they take off and you're like, how no one knows how to fly. You're that guy. You're the yeah. guy that jumps in and says, I can fly the helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> mate that's brilliant that's really cool so yeah i'm, I'm definitely gonna want to get picked up by you guys and uh in maine yeah. and uh, we'll go and do something that'd be super fun we'll drink the coffee in the helicopter for the first time <laughs> I'm a, yeah yeah we gotta do that so the uh the flying school like not the flying school the flying episodes and stuff like that are you planning on actually flying to a place 
filming it and then flying back are you just are you just like we're just doing this as we usually do with filming are you actually incorporating the flying two places to, to film i think it? eventually yeah okay. uh that's gonna be a thing and it, and it all depends too you know i have a couple a couple episodes here in texas but also there's some really cool stuff up in vegas and there's some really cool stuff out in la so yeah i gotta go there get these episodes get these real interesting ones first to see how how this tests yeah. you know make sure people like it and then we'll go from there yeah that would be awesome that would be awesome and if you're flying over state is there not like law changes do you not like do you not get in trouble for doing certain things differently if you fly into it it's just all the same around the whole u.s yeah yeah for the most uh. part Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I thought maybe like if you go into a different area, they might be like, hey, you're not allowed to do this, that or whatever. And that might be a struggle if you don't like you. Sometimes you probably don't even know if you're in another state, right? <laughs> like if you're so high up, you're probably like, I have no idea if I'm in another well, state right now. A good pilot would be navigating. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I just know so little about it. I'm so intrigued. So intrigued. Yeah, you're watching a moving map. So you'll definitely know when you when you when cross. It, but there's I mean, no, the FAA and airspace guidelines and stuff like that are are or across the board they don't change that's awesome uh through states so it should be good okay yeah because i i literally know nothing about flying i find it so, i want to just pick your brain about it um what about I like get, i gotta get good at it first <laughs> yeah right yeah. what about like flying simulators there's like a new flying simulator coming out with microsoft are you do you is that your thing are you into right that there you got the new I one have, i have the whole thing set up right here it's huge. And do you consider them realistic are they actually realistic or is it just oh, yeah. kind of yeah, okay. I mean, the the simulators do really good for just. I mean, it's it's good for muscle memory practice, like to just take off and land, take off and land, take off and land. Like you're not sitting there with an instructor. You don't feel rushed. You don't feel like you're on a time straight. So if I want to do this for five hours, I can. Yeah. And I'm 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 going down my checklist. Where are my flaps at? What's my speed? Is the gear down? Like. Okay, yeah. I'm lined up. I'm I'm doing calls to the the air traffic controller, like so. It's really good for that. Like yeah, yeah. You don't have the the motion or the the G's and the feel of the the you know sound and the feel of the engine. You know when you're doing emergency procedures or things like that. But as something to just get you used to the concept of of coming into land. Yeah, that's so cool. Do you have like the cockpit set up and everything? Like yeah. I'm not, you don't have to turn your camera. I'm just saying like, is it not I, realistic? Well, I, it's like a computer. So I, <laughs> I, mean, I might be able to, but it, it's going to be difficult. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine, mate. That's fine. No, so I've you... got the big curved like wraparound screen. And yeah. That's I've what a, I got. Yeah. I got a sensor that tracks my head so you can move your head in the, in the game. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. So do you have all like the, the button, the buttons and every, everything's yeah. all, mate, that's so fascinating. That's so I'm fascinating. Maybe I can do this. Let me take a picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, okay. Well, it's not focusing. Come on. I can see it roughly. So anyone yeah. who's just listening to this podcast, is that's quite the <laughs> elaborate setup. Yeah, I I I was always like when I saw these simulators, flight simulators, I was like, okay, well, how much of a simulation are there? Like how much does it actually feel like you're really flying? So from your perspective, it's actually very realistic. Apart from the actual feel, like yeah, the actual, the, game, the software like really does a good job in mimicking like characteristics of these different airplanes. So it's like your stall speeds and things like that. Like how, just getting used to not doing things outside of the parameters of of your plane, you know? Yeah. Because in a, 
in a plane, like you can, you can crash and break things if you're, if you're, you know, if you roll that thing to the side and it's a Cessna and pull as hard as back on the stick as you can and over G the plane and fuck up your wing or like. <laughs> how many, how many planes have you crashed in this simulator? Is there like a talent of how many you've crashed? <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there is. Oh, helicopters. When I stream, it tallies. Um, wow. But I mean, there is a reason why our logo for the Wet Boys has a, 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 a F-18 with its wing on fire. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, so we've been around 45 minutes. Um, for all the people listening and watching, where can they find your streams, your channels? Give them all the deets of where they can find you for this stuff. Everything is just uh, JT Article 15. Uh, you know, yeah. Article 15 was the first company Matt and I started, so I'm just keeping with that. So yeah. uh, Instagram and Twitch and Facebook and YouTube. All the usual. Just J-T-A-R-T-I-C-L-E-1-5. And... The one thing I can say about like Instagram specifically, I put something that is completely written and self-produced and edited up about once every three days and it's ridiculous. So okay. everything from completely original music, yeah, uh, like our Thick Boys Chopping Wood music video we did a couple of weeks ago uh, to like very sometimes serious but funny sketches and things like that that are that's incredible that are ridiculous and this is this is just on instagram you don't put this anywhere yes. else just on instagram I just, just throw it up on instagram that's commitment mate right there for instagram <laughs> i, I kind of feel like my instagram is like a tv channel like okay people that come to it it's like okay i, I except you don't know what you're gonna get right right <laughs> that's incredible well i really appreciate you coming on and i'm excited to to make more content with you in the future maybe we can hang out or maybe we can drink some coffee yes, on a flight i think we do it all yeah we do it all let's do it all it's gonna be high we put you in some videos yeah. i think yeah. maybe you come to a guest spot on Nam'd. yeah let's do it yeah let's do it a vietnam british uniform though, <laughs> you have to play you have to play a, a foreign national that comes out and you're yelling at us for something i've got to be the super stereotypical mustache british soldier yeah. that comes out just drinks tea all the time like <laughs> super stereotypical right <laughs> i'm all for this <laughs> awesome mate awesome we'll get it done well thank you for coming to the podcast i really appreciate it and uh, for everyone who is watching this and listening to it i'll leave links down below to all of JT's stuff so you can go and find him. So uh, thank you everyone for listening. I appreciate you all. Have a wonderful day. Goodbye.